Adam 12. Adam 12. Cop Talk America's on the air. Copy. Put me 10-6. I'm tuning into Cop Talk America. Welcome to Cop Talk America, where police discuss the job, answer questions, and respond to law enforcement hot topics around our great nation. With over 100 years combined law enforcement experience, here's your host... Welcome back to another episode of Cop Talk America. Well, do you think we should put tanks on every single corner like uh, they want to do in St. Louis, it looks like? I think he'd uh, be a little bit more upset about that than the police at the end of the day. (laughs) But uh, that's what one uh, loony politician in St. Louis is uh, proposing because he doesn't like the police. He's out complaining about the police, protesting police every time he gets a chance. So, okay. You don't want the police in your neighborhoods? Fine. We won't go out there and stop people. We won't go out there and enforce the law. We won't go out there and do our jobs. And holy shit, guess what? We got a crime problem, and it's just out of control to the point now he wants to deploy the military. You can't have it both ways. But that's what uh, Alderman Brandon Bosley, I guess. Brandon Bosley. Bosley is proposing down in St. Louis. Wants to call in the Army and put tanks on every corner. So I, I think the neighborhoods would love that. I mean... I think uh, police officers nowadays are pretty touchy-feely as they used to be anyhow, so I'm sure the military coming in full strength in the neighborhoods would be a great idea. Jeff brought this up earlier. I think we've tried that before. It's a place called Kent State out in Ohio, and it didn't pan out real well when we had tried to have the military do police procedures. Well, folks, they keep forgetting about one thing. What do we train the military to do? Kill people. To go to war, to kill people. That's what the military is for. You can't have the military to do police action, to patrol. Look what's happening over in Afghanistan and stuff now. you asked asking soldiers to walk around and just be police officers or to train police officers. It's hard for them. They don't know how to do police work. They're used to doing what they're trained to do, and that's go to war. That's what the military is about. So what he doesn't really understand in here is he wants cops to be cops. Right. Maybe, but why don't people just want that? I want the cops to be the cops that we used to have. And and we have their backs. We want the cops to actually go out on these drug dealers. We want the cops um, to, to stop this in our neighborhood. Well, see, now that's putting it two ways. You can't have it both ways. Well, that's exactly what he wants. So he thinks the neighborhoods are gone. So they don't want the police to do police work. Exactly. And then, so so they, want, they want the cops to stop doing their jobs, and now they see how bad crime is. Now they want to bring in the military to do it. How about let's just ask the police officers to be the police There's again. a novel idea. And you, could, you put a tank on a corner in a predominantly black neighborhood and, or uh, the military, and they end up using some type of force. Who do you think they're going to use it against? A bunch of Swedish uh, women from a nursing home? It's going to be the black folks who live in the neighborhood. Well, and We're didn't Obama take away yeah. th- that we can't even get anything from the mil- donated from the military anymore? Trump military that. vehicles. Trump changed it. Well, yeah. so, but it was changed. Obama they used to get they used to donate uh, military vehicles to yeah. the police department, well, and, here's and the he weird outlawed thing. that. Why? Because the way the military vehicles looked during the Ferguson riots and the problems in St. Louis, and here's a St. Louis alderman wanting tanks on every corner. I mean, the the contrast here beyond belief. It's idiotic. And we elect these people to be in political positions. And, and you know, and that's the biggest thing. I, I think we're going to keep, keep seeing these stories coming up over and over and over again of, of people, uh, Bobby Rush and everybody else making these idiotic comments. 
But until people that back the police, but like you said before, Jeff, everybody else has mortgage to pay, they has to go to work and, and everything else. They don't, they don't have time for all these protests and everything. But that's exactly what it takes, I think, to turn things around to get people to start backing the police department again so we can start taking criminals off the street and, and, and doing our job as we had to, knowing that people have our back. When, when Bobby Rush comes out and says something like this, this protest, we should have... 20 other people coming out saying things in, in favor of the police department, but it probably won't get any press coverage because it's got no teeth to it. Um, people coming out of the way. Well, I guess the, the, the good thing about all these people is they are elected. So I guess people can always uh, change that at the ballot box if they wish. Well, and another example of how this works. So you have the liberal side and they hear about this Virginia governor. Right. And he was supposed to have talked about or was in blackface when he was in college or some shenanigans, something like that. Okay. Blackface so, standing next to a guy dressed as a Klan member. So, or whiteface or whatever the heck he was doing. And so he's sitting here and, you know, they sit there and the, the liberals all come out and do their righteous indignation and you must resign and you must this. It was the last time you heard a story about him. It didn't work. It didn't sell. He just told them not doing it step aside. And this is why I've said before in these podcasts, I would love to see chiefs of police do this. When people walk up and say, you got to do this and you got to do that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Look at, look at our president of the United States. And I mean, you you can't look further than that. Here's a guy that could care less and says whatever he wants. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to say. And you got, oh my gosh, I didn't have to cater to every single demographic there is. Yep. I'm just saying whatever the hell I think, and I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. I don't care what you think about it. And guess what? People will back you. The same thing. Um, we keep we keep bowing down to, to activist groups, which are such a tiny, tiny, tiny po- part of the population. That's growing now because we're allowing it to grow. And that's exactly it. That's when we put these people on TV then you start to have these kids who they're just growing up and they're like, that looks cool. It looks neat. And, you know, we're going to say, so we're going to join in. On exactly. It. I'm going to be right power there. themselves. We, I mean, we condemn every, everybody else that ever says anything that offends anybody. They have to come out and apologize and they get condemned by everybody except activists. They can come out and say the stupidest shit in the world. And then nobody says a damn word. Because, who are you worried about offending for crying out loud? Who, who are you going to piss off them? But that's my point. So if you're a, a boss of anything, but I'll just use chiefs of police because that's our field. And this is where I wish the citizens would let the chiefs know we got your back. If you just stand there and go into a press conference and say, my officer stopped the car at such and such a time. Here's the film. Listen to the guy back talking. My officer just going on and on and on. He's finally drug out of the car. He was handcuffed. He was taken to jail, given a ticket. He could have just sat there, got the ticket, and been done with it in the first place. The mass majority of the public's going to go, yes, you're going to get a very small handful of yell and scream. Let them yell and scream. Be the Virginia governor. And just go about doing your job. Yeah. And they'll just go away. Yeah, they will stop when nobody's listening to them yell and scream. Because it's how we used to do the job. The yelling and screaming is not new. The reacting to it, this is new. This is the difference. We react to it now. They're terrified of social media. Well, and that's the whole thing. You'll hear, you can't do that anymore, or you didn't work in the era of social media. Well, yes, I did, and nothing has changed. Well, it's just like last week, the last podcast we did, 
where the rookie, a young rookie female officer shot that gentleman over that seatbelt ticket. What all did he have to do? Just shut his mouth and give his driver's license and insurance up, and everything would have been fine, as the officer tried to explain to him several times. But, nah, he didn't want to hear that. And what, it, folks are upset about that. Why? Because the female shot him. Why did she shoot him? Because she was protecting her partner, which she's supposed to do. Because if that had been me and my partner didn't do something, I'd have had words with that partner of mine. Well, like I, like I kind of brought up before, I think I just the basis of bringing up all these stories is people just have to realize you have got to have your police officers, uh, your back. you you got to have your local PD. you got to have their back because it is changing rapidly, and you are not going to like what this, what this country is going to look like in, in, in 10 years. From, from what we're hiring from, I mean, they, they just keep putting laws, rules, regulations. I mean, they're, they're stopping us from doing our jobs, and it's just very important. Um, Baltimore, Chicago, I mean, I, I've said it before, and that's going to happen everywhere. Um, I've noticed just in, in, in my, the city that I work in, um, and we've talked about the disrespect and everything else, but, it, it, but it's a little things. I mean, it goes all the way back what, to, the, to, the, to the broken window theory on that. People just walk right in front of squad cars. They just, they don't care. They, they'll, I mean, I can't, most, probably a majority of the calls I'm on in the neighborhood, people are just walking by and just cussing you out. You're, you're just standing there doing something to my else, and you just hear somebody, fuck the police, fuck you, and, and just keep on walking. We've, we've got a bridge that goes over the back parking lot. I couldn't tell you how many times people are walking over the bridge. You just hear them yelling at the cops all the way across the bridge. And it's, and it's like that everywhere. And put yourself in our shoes. Nobody else at your job, if you're a teacher, whether you work in an office, imagine somebody just walking into your office space and just start cussing you out and just following you around cussing at you. What are you going to do? You're going to call the police and have this person arrested. We can't do that. But it's allowed for people. They, we have people come stand behind our police station all the time with video cameras, just, and they're trying to bait the police, and there's nothing illegal about that. That's exactly why they're hollering and cussing at you. They want to get a reaction so yes. then they can video so two buddy seconds can videotape of it, it, and all of a sudden I'm a victim. Yes. Feel sorry for me. Wham, boo, hoo, hoo. He but looked that, at me wrong. And that's why when you're at a restaurant or some of these places and you'll have people walk up and they'll thank you for your service and you guys do such a great job. And I always tell people this. Don't thank me. Do a positive action. When you see something happening or you hear people talking about the police, you need to get people together. I would love to see churches do this. I would love to see associations do this where they would get together and go stand down in front of the police station and just basically cheer the police on. Yes. Because the news media will show up if they think it's a story. Because, again, why will they be there? Just to it's thank about the money. Police. I mean, that, and that's, I guess that's the whole point of this is, I guess the public doesn't realize what we're going through and, and, and the changes that I see every day that's happening in police, and it's not for the better. If you have our back, if, if there's a police shooting, something like that, let your voice be known also, because they are just listening to that tiny, tiny percentage that's protesting. If you quadruple that with people that show up in favor of you, it doesn't have to be a protest. It could just be, you just stand there and say, we are for the police. Thank you for your service. We have your back. And they're going to look and say, look at this huge group here that's for the police and this tiny little group here. Guess what? 
You just won. And you got your police departments back. Get your police back, people. You want to get your police back. I'm telling you, this is going to be so bad in 10, 15 years from now if we don't stop this. That's why I think addressing, like we do on this podcast, these articles that come out uh, against police, everybody might just think they're silly. They don't understand what they're actually doing uh, to to the police culture. They're having a huge effect because... Like I said, all of our administrations, city councils, um, everybody else, they're they're bowing to this also, and they and they're playing to the small group of activists and not listening to everybody else who actually loves and supports our police. Well, I can honestly say, in the eleven years plus that I've been gone, and I look back at what goes on now, I never worked at that place. No, it is a completely different. You don't have to go now. back eleven years; you can go back three. And I'm like, yeah. and that's a shame. But again, we we can't just look. To the public, we have to look at ourselves and say, at what point do we stop being victims? And we start saying, I'm just going to do my job. You know, and when people sit there and yell and scream, just, I'm just doing my job. Well, I think that's where well, we're at now. If guys are, they're not proactive at all. Well, but I'm saying they need to go to back to being proactive. I, they need but to go back to take... doing a job, but they got to know your boss well, has got your back. Say, that's one of the biggest problems right there. By them going and being proactive, the boss won't cover it because but if the of community, the few. If they know the community has their back, though, then the police, then the the chiefs and everybody will back their officers. Like I said, they're bowing to all them. No, I mean, the they, they will publicly. Chiefs, the chiefs are bowing to the state's attorneys who are bowing to a few activist groups. That's what's caused a vast majority of the problems we have with policing today. You have a few activist groups that are out there watching everything we do. And spreading lies, exactly. absolute lies. But there exactly. are some similarities to the mid-60s, early 70s of what was going on in this country to what's going on now with policing. Again, you had special groups expressing lies and making statements about police officers and police administrations right before I started the job doing started doing things like taking the shotguns out of the cars. It looks mean. Yeah, but you know, we stopped driving black and white squad cars because they're aggressive, you know, and it was a mindset that they started permeating. Mm-hmm. Look how long it took before where yeah. we were went back to saying we're going to black and white squad cars because they were they're baby cheaper. blue, baby blue cars when I got hired. Yeah, yeah they were baby but blue. Jeff, you're right. They did uh, take shotguns and stuff out of the cars, but in the meantime, they were still telling the folks that came into the police station or that stood out in front of the police station, uh, you need to leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, no, I, I said there's similarities. It's not the same. There's similarities. My, I mean, the my chief, point was we started, ch- we were cowling. Yeah, we started giving in. And but then the, the riots police, started happening, and that's when you started right. seeing people going. That's when the normal person, and, and I don't want it to take this for the regular person out there to finally go, Enough of this bullshit. Stop this stuff. You cops, go get them. But that's what it's going to take. And and who knows where that line is. If you think back just to when the Twin Towers did get knocked down, this country became the United States of America. There was little bitty groups that would say something, but not too much. But now enough time's gone by that I was against the war from all along and da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like, yeah, horseshit, okay, because you weren't. And we were attacked. And you have people now in this country sitting here telling us that, well, you know, it's kind of our fault for the way we treated the Muslims. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what did I do to one? I know several Muslims, and heck, they've never told me I did anything to them. I better go check with them again. 
again, it goes to that victim idea. But if you react to when people say something, they've already started to win. You can't let them win on their field. You got to hold your ground. We don't do a very good job of that anymore. Well, I think it even helped more is if, you know, you're one of these people that lives in a blighted neighborhood that has drug dealers all over the place, and you see these activist clowns down at the police department protesting over the police doing something, they need to come out and say, I'm sick and tired of living next door to drug dealers. I am sick and tired of hearing gunshots every single night. I'm sick and tired of being scared every single night that somebody's going to break into my house. I don't want the police to leave my neighborhood. I want them here. This is ridiculous. Don't listen to these people. They don't even live here for crying out loud. I had a city councilman across the street from a shooting and a home invasion. It was his wife that came forward and told us about it. And then he said, don't put my name in the paper. Don't put my name in your report. Don't do any of this stuff. I don't want them knowing. So I asked him, who's them? Hmm. <laughs> Well, who were they? I'm, who was yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> them were the people who lived in his area. And I was like, okay, that's the problem. And I understand being afraid. I do understand being afraid. But at some point, you got to stop being afraid. When I started the job, the bad guys hit. Now, the good guys are in their houses hiding, putting their kids in the, t- the bathtub so they don't get shot. And the bad guys are standing out in the street saying, fuck the police. Yep. And they do it constantly now. So... And that's why the public needs to understand. If you want to know the truth, don't talk to politicians. Those are within police departments. We know know there are some of those in there. They're not going to tell you the truth. Go stop a squad car and talk to a regular cop. You're going to get told the truth. You won't like some of it, but it'll be the truth. Speaking of protest, uh, we also had a, and how ridiculous things are getting, especially on our college campuses. Uh, Holyoke. Mount Holyoke, Massachusetts. Is that how you pronounce that? Let me see. I call it Holly Joke. Holly Joke? <laughs> yeah, Holly Joke. Holly uh, Joke. Massachusetts, anyway. that was, Oh, the college kids uh, are protesting over yeah, the, protesting uh, the, the because academy. they were so distraught and upset oh. that they were going, the uh, local police academy was going to use one of their uh, buildings for their police graduation. So this turned into some big stink. And the lies and the nonsense and the idioticy here is beyond belief and this, uh, reproach. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just angry. Oh, like, I, like I said to start this other one, I'm like, damn you, Matt. You got us in here doing this whole show. And just to get me angry when I have to I have to read this. And I never would have read this if I wasn't doing this damn podcast. And I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. Anyway, sorry, Dave. Yep. I'm ranting well, yeah, yeah, out loud. Here's the school. They're, they're not the school, but these uh, these activists. These and this is an all activists. this is an all girl school too, by the way. Oh, it is. I didn't yes, know that. I did. I did look that okay. up, and I was surprised. This is uh, an all female. And school. once again, I'd like to know how many people are really upset about. this. Yes, Jarvis, and, they and do many, exist. He's like he's many, already looking up the address. <laughs> and oh. how many people? <laughs> how many people are really upset about this? And how many people are they trying to perceive or upset about this? But it says it's a welcoming a large number of armed individuals from a known paramilitary organization. This is okay. You're 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 stating the flyer that they passed right. out. So with this a, is this is the words from the flyer yeah, with a documented history of white supremacy and violence, etc., etc., etc. And uh, there's a reason to be armed because uh, this is going to make the campus unsafe for black women, women of color, black queer and trans folks. And I am not making these words up. I am reading them out of this article. He is. I, I thought. <laughs> I thought queer was not politically correct, 
evidently somewhere in the last recently that's been changed. It's now politically correct because we're using it in this article. Yeah, boy, Holly Jokes and, bringing it back. Yep, and uh, trans folks of color, non-black, POC queer, whatever that is, and trans folks, undocumented yeah. folks, and disabled folks. So basically, oh if you're anything but a... Uh, Really about anybody other than a, a white male conservative Christian Donald Trump supporter, you're probably in danger because you're going to have this uh, graduation on your campus. So what? as Jeff said earlier, what's the response that uh, that the, the university says? Let me see. I want to find it here. Um, oh, they 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 they, they, they went right along. They bowed to it. Yeah, I understand your concerns. Uh, where are we here? Yeah, over the last few days, uh, we very clearly, I've heard very clearly concerns about our decision to allow the police academy to hold their graduation ceremony in the hall tomorrow. I've also heard and acknowledged a very real fear in the questions that have been raised by some. You know, at what point does the administration tell these snot-nosed brats to go pound sand, get a real job, shut up, and go away? You're idiots. Oh, it gets worse. But anyway... Uh, Chad's already mad. Now he's got me pissed <laughs> off. So this is this. So I, I who did, the hell picked this article? I'm oh going to be I'm, I'm going to be pissed off for an hour now. I know. I'm going to start picking happy articles. This is Matt's fault once again. I don't even know anything about this till he said read this one. And I'm at home kicking shit. Yeah, Matt, um, by the way, is a producer of this show, and yeah. he's going to get his ass kicked when it's over <laughs> just for bringing this up because I'm mad and I want to punch somebody. So uh, tuition here is over forty thousand dollars a year. So none of these students has probably had any interaction with a police officer whatsoever in their whole life, which kind of brings us back to our, our previous articles we talked about. College kids are listening to this bullshit, and they believe this complete amount of bullshit. They've been taught this. I mean, this is how liberal the schools are, that you get all these, I'm guessing, white privileged kids in here thinking that Police, they're actually afraid that there's going to be a large amount of police on their campus graduating from a police academy, and all these people need to be afraid for their lives. Yeah, unsafe. I mean, do they actually think that these uh, academy graduates, once they're, hey, let me see if my gun works. There goes a, uh, let me see here, we got a trans folk, POC, queer, black dude walking across. Let's see if I can hit him at 100 yards. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Oh. But that's the kind of rhetoric we're spreading here. Well, there, there was actually other articles also that um, where they're actually interviewing students. I guess before this happened, they, they had a whole bunch of demands. They gave like 28 demands to the, the university's administration, which they had not responded all to all of them. And, and some of the demands are, I mean, it's kind of like uh, Armageddon. You know, we refuse to pay taxes, you know. But it's... Well, one of them, I think there's a bunch of undocumented students that wanted, like, grant money or something. And so they want all these things for all of these undocumented students and unbelievable. And now they want the they want they're protesting. They're actually holding protests and have been protesting for days about this police uh, graduation. And the worst thing is. So they started throwing fits about the, 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 the police chief. I guess there's uh, one uh, police department that covers this campus, and it covers another campus. Would that be the Mel campus? <laughs> you no, know what? I don't is. know. I didn't yeah. get that far into it. Um, but it's part of their uh, – they were throwing a fit also. Not to also. interrupt you, but we're talking about uh, police chief the Daniel police chief Hecht. Of Mount Holyoke. Yeah. Right. Daniel Hecht, the last article I saw, they actually suspended him. He did. Um, because and the student body was throwing fits because he was he was on the Twitter, 
And uh, he, what I think he liked a post by Donald Trump that said, build that wall. All he did was liked it. And then there was a post from the NRA that said, Merry Christmas. And he liked it on Twitter. How dare you support guns and Christianity? So the, the hypocrisy is just, just, just dripping out of this whole thing. You have to stand for black women, women of color, black queer trans folks, queer trans folks of color, non-black POC, queer and trans folks, undocumented folks, and disabled folks, but... Don't like the NRA and don't like Donald Trump. If you say, I like Donald Trump, fi- and they wanted him fired. Fired. We support all these. You better not do anything, which you shouldn't, to any of these people. These, But if you are a conservative and like something on Twitter, you should lose your job. And the bad thing is, guess what? He is now suspended. I think they're saying, well, it's not because of that. It's not because of his Twitter. They won't say why, but they're like, well, it's not because of the Twitter posts. This just happened to all happen at the same time. And he just got his job in February. Like the last story, though, what's this boil down to? $40,000 a kid Forty some grand a kid. It's all about the money. Let's kiss their ass. I I would like to think when the doors are closed that these administrators maybe sit around and say, what the heck is going on here? My feeling is in this article based only on that. It's the administrator's belief and was looking for an excuse to do this because it sounds like they're saying, oh, we've heard you. And since you've brought this up, yes, we couldn't figure out a way to stop it before, but now we have a way because two people walked in here and said, I'm against it. Well, I'm assuming, though, the administration had to approve this to start with, having this graduation on their campus. So at some point, nobody had their underwear in a wad over this. No, my bet is they couldn't figure out a way we can say no. And and now we got these powder puffs from the suburbs to suddenly decide, I'm going to take this great big stand and, and, and come out pissing and moaning. And it's like, well... We better kiss their ass because mommy and daddy might not spend their $40,000 here next year. That's going to be my guess. It's going, but, to, back, it's going to backfire. But I how, mean, how look, at, look they, at Mizzou. How do they find out about this, they, the students, unless the administration makes sure to let you know? We're bringing these cops on here. Actually, I think they did send out a thing. They right. Did, not to be that's alarmed. Right. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm letting you know. A and lot then, of police cars and this, that, and the other thing. And let them, yeah, the way they write it is, you know, it's going to be a lot of armed police, and yes, they do all these bad things, but you don't need to be afraid. And I'm like, really? And then some of them came forward and went, well, I'm afraid. Well, because you told me I was going to be afraid. Yeah, I'm offended. And I'm like. I need some it, hot chocolate, a coloring book, and a safe place. And a safe room. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know. Maybe the parents wanted their kids out of the house bad enough to uh, spend that kind of money and said, send this wacko to Holly joke. I got news. If your kid's that jacked up, you're going to send him to this college, you'd be better off sending him to the military. <laughs> it's that simple. And, you know, here, here's one thing. We were talking about protests and this and that earlier and, and just how many people are involved in doing a lot of this complaint about the police and that. And it, it always gets a lot of attention if it's that, if it's that uh, coming from that side of the aisle. But there was just a, I don't know if you want to call it a protest, uh, demonstration or whatever in Springfield, Illinois, just a couple weeks ago by the Illinois Gun Owners Association, where everybody was there in support of the Second Amendment. I've seen the photographs. There's literally thousands of people blocking streets in Springfield, walking to the Capitol in support of the Second Amendment. And several hundred people went into the Capitol and approached the politicians and that to discuss this. That got practically no media attention I, at all. I, this first I've heard of it. Yeah, almost no. It got some locally down in Springfield. Uh, a few other papers covered it briefly. 
but it got practically no media attention. You get a dozen whack job activists going out there and waving signs and, and making all these crazy claims on the police and everybody's tripping over each other trying to kiss their ass and get a story. You got several thousand honest, tax-paying, legal gun-owning citizens blocking streets in the capital of Illinois, and it practically gets ignored. Ridiculous. It, it's it's the, the, like I said, the hypocrisy here, the... the the two-sidedness is just absolutely, it's to the point that when it comes to mainstream media and it comes to stuff, you just pretty much got to ignore it because you got to figure about almost everything you're getting fed by the mainstream media nowadays is nothing but a bunch of horse shit based upon one opinion and one opinion only. And that's just how it is. You have to research this stuff for yourself. And like I said, did anybody else ever hear, even hear about it? No. No. You know, no. Yeah. Nobody else even heard about it. And it's, you know, it was as far as protests go or demonstrations or whatever, the photographs I saw, I would put it up against any type of anti-police protest that we've had in the state of Illinois in the last year. I would say it'd be as big or bigger than any of them. And zero coverage. Almost zero coverage. God, how would the, these campus police at Holly Joke even stay on the job? I mean, how, how, how could you even That'd go have to, to be miserable. the next day? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just have to be miserable. You, you, you fired your boss over liking a couple of things, which is probably a godsend for him. He's probably like, thank goodness, get me out of here. You know, I think I'd go get a job uh, doing something else, maybe picking up garbage or something in my last day on this police job, have my bond money in my pocket, and just go punch one of these brats right in the mouth. What? We had wow, this you are upset. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what a POC queer is. Someone will have to call that one in to us. Can you call it in? What is? I, I don't even so, like saying it. I almost feel like we're getting set up to say the Q word here, but it's Q, in the but it's article. Like queer. They're bringing it back. I, I thought you couldn't say queer anymore, but apparently there's. There was just a great maybe big a POC queer, whatever politically correct queer. I don't. I'm know. sure for us to say it, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. Yeah. It's uh. You and know, trans it, folks. What's trans folks? They call them POC queer and trans folks. What's a trans folk? Uh, yeah. Sorry, can't help. It was just a couple months ago, there was this huge outcry out in California, a uh, airport that's named after John Wayne. They wanted to change the name because they found some archive that back in 1972, we used the word F-A-G in an interview, and people were upset about that. But now I guess it's okay. Are there any Fs in that alphabet? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay, I was just wondering if that came back. I don't think so. Um, I wasn't sure. Well, this, you know, well, John what, Wayne can't say it if that word did come back. And, and the thing comes back once again. Okay, to us, how does this affect the officers on the street? This this kind of nonsense garbage. We all, um, you guys were probably gone before we had to do. We did transgender training a few years ago, and the funny thing was, so was it a how to be or? It was how to treat transgender oh, to treat. people. Okay. And and so there was a couple transgender people in there that that taught this class and and they're doing their whole spiel and and but they kept talking about how you know they lived in our community their whole lives they've been this way and they have had interactions with the police and everything was extremely positive they're like we have nothing you know nothing bad to say about your police department everything else you guys did a great job like why are we here see people need to realize if somebody if you get a cop that's an asshole he's going to be an asshole to everybody no matter what you're like yeah we have them you you have to understand what we deal with on a daily basis. Dealing with a transgender person is nothing. As long as they're nice and polite, we don't care. You should see the absolute lunatics and crazy people and, and the violence and everything else we have to deal with. 
Yes, guess what? If you're an asshole, you're going to be an asshole to everybody. But we treat, police treat everybody with respect. No matter your color, your creed, your religion, whatsoever, it depends on your attitude, how you're acting towards us. Period. Sitting in a room, interviewed, and a guy who killed his own child, treating him just as nice as I can, just begging him to confess. You know, let him lie, let him lie, let him lie, trap him in the lies, and then you get done. Then walk down the hall and break something. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. But you sit in there, and when you're in there, you're his best friend. You know, and when you deal with him out on the street, you treat him like anybody else. You know, the last thing you want to do is screw it up. And you're like, yeah, the guy was bouncing my head off the walls and, you know, all the rest of this stuff. And, of course, I confess, but I didn't really do it. Well, that's television stuff. That's garbage in a movie. It's kind of like, well, we kind of go by roadhouse rules on that. We're nice until it's not to be time to be nice anymore. I mean, very rarely do we just show up and are just assholes off just off the get go. You know, you're decent well, respectful. Jarvis is raising his hand, or is he just saying that that's you? Well, <laughs> when he does that, he's Jerome. Remember when I said Jerome? <laughs> when Jerome's coming, some out. people are just yeah. assholes all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why were you looking at Jerome when you said that? Because <laughs> he was raising his hand, uh. <laughs> pointing himself. But but kids need to realize that. And I'd love to know if any of these kids have ever had any interaction with the police. And the Twitter feed that was following on this thing was ridiculous. I didn't see the Twitter, but they had a lot of things posted online. I mean, they're just calling the police every name in the book, how awful the police are, just terrible, awful people, and how dangerous we are. And and, and they probably truly feel that way see, but you, for no reason whatsoever. But no, they don't, because think about this. I am calling names to somebody who I say will kill me for no reason, and the only reason I'm doing it is I know you won't do a thing. And I'm like, the hypocrisy of what they're making the statement of, and I'm like, you're sitting here baiting me, and I won't take the bait where I want to come over and hurt you, but I'm like, no, I won't, because that's my job. But then they go out and they say, and they just want to beat people and kill people for no reason. I'm like, man, if that was true, I would start with you. <laughs> now, we're, one of the follow-up articles is going to be after the graduation. Uh, they should be massive headlines. 400 officers storm the campus of Holly Joke. Not one person, amazingly, ended up being killed, maimed, raped, anything whatsoever. Three Some, are missing, though. <laughs> somehow it went off without a hitch. Thank goodness. Let's well, stop three that students, from ever happening. As Dave again. said, three students are going to come up missing. And yeah. again, the majority of the kids on that campus probably thought this was a bunch of crap. So just know. Right. I'm not sure what their uh, attendance or their uh, enrollment is, but the photographs, once again, like just looking at those, maybe a couple hundred people. You yeah. know, as, They said there as, were hundreds of protesters is, is what the protesters were. I don't know what the population of the school is. But and, and the wor- like for me, the worst part of this is is kids, college kids are idiots. We all know that. We were all idiots when we were in school and we were younger anyway. I had to work, sorry. Yeah, well, you were yeah, still an I idiot. I say I didn't even, know either. I was an even, idiot, but I was a working Even if idiot. you weren't working when you are at that age, even if even if you're the, the brightest 18-year-old there is, you're still an idiot yeah. when, when, it, when it comes to the real world because you haven't experienced enough yet. And they're just going off everything they, they, they've read and everything they've learned and all the things that their teachers have told them all these years, all this nonsense. And, uh, but the, 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 bad part is how administration backs them. Yeah, that is said. I think it falls back once again. I think they all have these grand illusions that they're going to be the new freedom writers of the 2019. I, you know, junior, it's not the sixties anymore. It's not like that. Things have changed, but you're right. They listen to the rhetoric that's coming from the left and they read into it. 
and they think they're on this noble crusade like the Freedom Riders were 50, 60 years ago, and it's, it's just not the case. I think I think deep down they maybe think they're doing the right thing, but in reality and on the surface, they are so ignorant that you can't even hardly have a rational conversation with somebody that, that believes this garbage. Yeah, and they'll look back when they're older. That's that's one piece. Just of like it. you just looked back and think, man, I was an idiot when I was. So one that thing age. My, my my dad told me when I was younger. He says, "Son, when when you're 30 years old, you're gonna look back at when you're 20 and realize how stupid you were. When you're 40, you're gonna look back when you were 30 and realize how stupid you were. When you're 50, same thing. Every 10 years, you look back how much of an idiot you were. So hopefully, if these guys don't drown themselves in their own tears before they hit their 40s, they'll hopefully look back and realize, God, I was a complete idiot. And when I'm 70, I'll look back to now and realize how stupid I was. Oh yeah, to 10 do years that podcast. from now. Yeah, let's do this goal. That, that was a great idea. <laughs> what yeah. was I thinking? Yeah. Let me see. I get two nights off a week. Let me give up one of them here and talk to you clowns. Uh. Yeah, they can dig up something on John Wayne from almost 50 years ago. We're all screwed. We got hours and hours of this of this babbling. <laughs> well, yeah, but we don't get paid. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get paid one day. Matt, where is my check anyway? Yeah. All right, I think we've probably hit. I had enough anger for one night anyway, so that'll uh, do it for this episode of Cop Talk America. You can also follow us on the Twitter and check out. Uh, we're on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel. Thank you for joining. 